cool. So welcome back to Prospero's Pit. Um, yeah, today we have a special, special guest, Philip Thompson, executive chef as well as pit master of Q39 here on 39th Street, our uh, only barbecue spot on the street. Um, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's great to be in this beautiful bookstore. Yeah, well, thank you for being here. I know you've been working all day, so thank you for taking the time. Uh, you were just talking about how long you've been on your feet, so um, I'm sure I'm sure you're feeling it after just hours of queuing, barbecuing. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. We it, it's a labor of love, and we love what we do. So you know, we don't mind we don't mind being on our feet all the day. It uh, yeah. reaps the rewards. Yeah, and we were I, you reap the rewards. We reap the rewards. I just feel like the customers reap the rewards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because. Um, yeah, your your burn ends are uh, significant to say the least. <laughs> I, I've I've been there. Um, I think I've only been to Q thirty nine twice. I like to think that uh, I've hit all the mainstays of barbecue here in Kansas City, um, and Q thirty nine is up there. So I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today because I highly respect your work <laughs> to say the least. Uh, it is delicious stuff over there. Um, and we were, I just really want to get into this. You are a long way from home. Yes, indeed. Uh, originally from England. I uh, moved to the United States in uh, 2005, so I'm you know, 18 years in now. Mm. Uh, absolutely love it over here. I've uh, been in Kansas City for just over a year. So January of uh, 2022, I started with Q39. So right. it's been a hell of a ride. Which is fascinating because this is your first barbecue like stay of or you know work that you've been a chef been a part of at uh, q39 it's your first time being a barbecue chef because my understanding is that is not your background no absolutely not so i i moved over here to take a position with hilton hotels and i worked with hilton for 17 years um and you know i i did a number of hotels in washington dc northern virginia moved down to miami uh end of the pandemic to go open a new hotel down there and you know didn't really I done a little bit of barbecue. Um, spent a little bit of time in South Carolina in 2015. Uh, you know, gentleman by the name of Rodney Scott, very well known in the barbecue scene, and uh, kind of piqued my interest in barbecue. And I started researching what he was doing. Um, bought myself a uh, offset smoker for my backyard and started playing around with some stuff. And then introduced some of those flavors into my restaurants and my hotels, but hadn't really done it on a large scale. You know. Truthfully, you know, I was kind of teaching myself, reading off of books. I hadn't really, you know, done too much of it. Um, so when I started with Q39, like the first three, four months was really just spending, you know, the entire day with, with the pit masters and, and learning, you know, how Q39 did barbecue. Right. And it's um, not just your, like, I mean, that's already a, a jump to go from, like, hotel uh, kitchen to barbecuing in the barbecue capital of the United States of the world, but you were also taking um, over for a famed chef who uh, sadly has passed away, rest in peace, um, and, you know, I don't want to butcher his name, but it's Robert Maggi? Rob, uh, McGee, Robert McGee, McGee. McGee, Robert McGee, rest in peace, um, which is a mantle that, you know, that's a mantle to take up, and um, how has that been? You know, when uh, when I t when I first got off of the job, I was like, my gosh, you know, like how in the heck do I, you know, continue the legacy of somebody who was as renowned in the scene as, as Rob was? And I think, you know, 
part of it is, you know, you do your own thing to a certain degree because you know that you're never really going to be able to, you know, reach the levels of, you know, the knowledge that he did in the barbecue scene. Uh, but also just, you know, one of the things that we was very particular on was we were never going to change any of the recipes that, you know, he had developed. Um, all of our recipes for our rubs, our sauces, our barbecue meats were all developed on the competition scene that, you know, he was a champion, grand champion, reserve grand champion uh, for almost 10 years on the scene. Um, so all of those recipes are exactly the same way that he developed and, you know, we're never going to change any of those. So, um, you know, staying true to Q39's legacy and, and Rob's philosophy on, on Q39 is something that is really at the heart of everything I do every day. Um, you know, Rob was a classically trained chef. Um, he worked for Hilton Hotels for a long time as well. So him and I had very similar backgrounds, which was one of the reasons why, um, you know, his wife, Kelly, who still runs Q39, um, was one of the reasons why she chose me to continue uh, because we had that kind of similar background. And Q39 is not a barbecue joint. We are a restaurant that happens to specialize in barbecue, and we are a chef-driven barbecue restaurant. So we serve barbecue, you know, your brisket, your ribs, but we also have a lot of other stuff too on the menu. We have, you know, Atlantic salmon. We have fresh salads on the menu. We have hand-cut steaks. You know, we have homemade desserts. We do a lot of other stuff too. And so that was one of the reasons why, you know, Q39 wanted a classically trained chef who could do barbecue, but also do the other side of things too. Mm -hmm. Your background is in uh, French, is it not? Yes, I was classically trained, uh, mm -hmm. learned French cookery at culinary school uh, many years ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that has been, you know, French cookery really forms the foundations of, of a lot of cuisines around the world. And, you know, the, once you've learned those, those basics, um, you know, those things carry you through in so many cuisines in life. And, you know, when I was down in Miami, I did a lot of sous vide cookery at uh, you know, my hotel that I opened. And, you know, anyone who knows anything about that, you know, it's all about cooking food in a vacuum, um, in a water bath at a very specific time, uh, a very specific temperature, sorry, for a very specific amount of time. That's the same principles as barbecue. You know, you're cooking at a certain temperature for a very specific amount of time. And so it's about creating certain textures and flavors in your food. And it's the same kind of principles. It's just rather than cooking in a vacuum in a water bath, you're cooking over an open fire and using smoke uh, to impart the flavor. So, you know, once you understand those basics of it, you know, it just opens those doors up and you can just, you know, it's easy to pick up mm -hmm. once you learn the, the basics of it. Right. And um, I'm curious, what made you, you know, sort of fall in love with barbecue? Uh, you know, for me, uh, growing up as a kid, I loved camping. You know, my dad would take me on these camping trips, and I'd see him cooking on the open fire. And I just, I loved the open fire and the smell of burning wood. And it was something that always struck with me through my career is that idea of just cooking through on an open fire. And it's something that people have done for thousands of years. And I just thought it was very, very cool and very unique. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough that I worked at a hotel. We had a restaurant with a, it was called Hearth, and we had a big wood burning fire in the front of the restaurant where we do wood fired uh, meats and flatbreads and different stuff. And I, I really loved that. Um, and then when I went down to Miami, we had a big Argentinian grill on the patio outside of the kitchen. Um, so it's something that I've done throughout my career, this idea of cooking on open fire. And I always loved it. And then, you know, Q39 come along and it's like, wow, I can take this to a whole new level of, you know, cooking over an open fire. So it's just something that I've, I've really loved and I've enjoyed it as a chef. It just feels very organic and very natural. And that's something that for me as a chef, I've always appreciated just that, you know, 
it's very simple. You know, mm-hmm. you're not doing all these crazy techniques. You're just taking a really great piece of meat and you're just smoking it and cooking it to perfection and serving it with a great sauce. You know, and it's just it's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious about like that uh, technique and how much, especially as someone who's so deep in the industry now. Um, when it's so basic like that, when it's just a piece of meat and it's open fire, um, can you tell who's cooked it? Can you tell like what what are you what are you looking for when you're um, judging barbecue? So you know, I, I tell everybody when when we hire somebody, you know, there's there's not a a manual for being a pitmaster. You know, there's certain things that I can teach you and I can tell you um, that we can have written down. But a lot of it's just intuition. A lot of it's like we actually physically have to take you to the pit and show you, like you know. We're going to tell you this is the temperature we're going to cook our brisket to. But a lot of it is, hey, when you put that temperature probe into that brisket, how does it feel? You know, does it feel the right way? You know, is there resistance to it? Does it feel like you're sticking into a warm stick of butter? Because if it does, you've got a beautiful brisket. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of those different elements to it. Um, You know, and you can really, I tell everybody, and people think that it's crazy, but you can taste the love in the food. You know, when you really put your heart and soul into a dish, like people can really feel it and they can taste it. And, you know, that's one of the things that I think the beauty of Q39 is, you know, we really put our heart and soul into what we do and people are passionate about what they do and they love what they do from, you know, from our pit masters all the way to our servers and our bartenders. Everybody has that same passion and you can really feel that vibe in the restaurant and, you know, you can taste it in the food. Mm Mm-hmm. So not only are you from so far from home because you're born in south southern England, yes? Yes. Yeah, southern England, but now you step into a culture of barbecue, a real competition of barbecue. I feel like a mainstay conversation amongst locals here in Kansas City is who does have the best barbecue. Have you had any sort of competitiveness amongst others um amongst other barbecue joints? You know, it's definitely competitive. What I will say, and, you know, barbecue is a big family, and that's one of the things that I've I've loved about Kansas City since I I got here is the people are so friendly. You know, um, everybody, you know, we'd be foolish to think that we're not competitive. Of course, we're competitive against all the other barbecue restaurants. You know, I think Q39 is the best. That's why I came to work for Q39. Um, and I, and I genuinely believe that. And I tell everybody that comes to work for me, I'm like, you know, we're the best barbecue restaurant, you know, and, and I really believe that. Um, but, you know, of course we're competitive, but, you know, it's a big family. You know, I've, one of the first things that I did when I moved to Kansas City, I started working with Q39 was I became a member of the Kansas City Barbecue Society and I became a certified judge and I went to competitions and, and judged barbecue and I signed up and we actually competed at a competition uh, last month just to have some fun. And you know what? Everyone's such a great crowd of people. Everyone's, you know, friendly. Everyone's coming over to ask you what you're doing, how you're doing. You know, everyone shares tips and hints with everybody. You know, obviously there's a certain amount of things that, you know, you hold back a little bit, you know, you want to give the whole game away. But, you know, it, it it's a competitive scene. You know, it's very intimidating as a British coming to Kansas City. And I, I was talking to a bunch of people about barbecue this morning. I was like, you know, I may be the only British guy who's going to stand in front of you and tell you all about Kansas City barbecue. Um, but it's been so welcoming, you know, it's just been, it's been crazy how, you know, accepting everyone has been. And I, I was definitely apprehensive when I first moved here. I was like, is, is everyone in Kansas City going to take to a British guy coming in to arguably the best restaurant or the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City? And I, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to do barbecue for you. You know, how are people going to react to that? And it's just been fantastic, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's really been uh, very receptive and, um, you know, made a lot of great friends along the way. And, you know, we meet other barbecue restaurant chefs and uh, hang out and, and chat and, you know, 
everyone's uh, everyone's been very welcoming. But you know, there's there's a, there's definitely an edge of competitiveness. As you know, every chef will tell you that you know, we're always competitive. You know, because you want to be the best. So um, you know, you're constantly striving to improve and, and, and do better. Right, right. Do you find any uh, a bit of um, your roots uh, showing in your food? You know, I always try to um, incorporate different things into my food. Um, you know, as a chef, um, you know, I'm inspired by my travel. So, you know, when I go places, I, I look at different flavors. You know, I was in South Africa a few years and they have braai, which is kind of a South African version of barbecue. And they have like special rubs that they use. So, you know, I, I really enjoy playing around at home and incorporating some of those flavors. But, you know, at Q39, you know, we do a we do a banh mi sandwich. You know, mm-hmm. and I and I when I put it on the menu, I thought, my God, is anyone in Kansas City going to go for like a Vietnamese street food sandwich at a barbecue restaurant? Um, it has smoked and grilled pork belly and pulled pork, and then we make like all Asian slaw on top of it, and it's actually been a huge seller and it's been really well received. So, um, you know, I I love pulling in flavors and, and from around the world and different places that I've been to. Um, I wouldn't say specifically British. Um, you know, I think everyone gives us a hard time for our food, but uh, we have some we have some great uh, some great dishes. But um, you know, I, I love incorporating different flavors um, from from different places. Um, I think you know, for me, when I think of British food, I'm thinking of a roast dinner at home with my family, and you know, that to me is like barbecue. You know, it's like you're sitting around enjoying all this meat that you've been you've been cooking, and you sit around with your family. And it, food's about bringing people together, and that's kind of how I view it. And that's how I think of my food back home. You know, I think of sitting around the table with my family. And that, you know, that's kind of how barbecue feels to me. So I, I kind of feel at home doing it. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, do you eat uh, your toast with baked beans? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to shamefully admit that I have done that uh, in, the, in the recent past. Uh, don't, don't, no shame. No shame. No shame. You know, beans on toast. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a British delicacy. What can I say, you know? Uh-huh. But, see, I... <laughs> that's a fascinating culture to me right there the beans on toast what where that comes from um but right now i want to focus in on your barbecue and specifically on your travels because i did catch a, a little nice tidbit in um doing some a little bit of research on you that once you graduated from culinary school that you took a little bit of a road trip around the united states what was that like that was really i mean i it was life-changing and i mean it's no you know understatement to say that for me um, you know, I, I graduated from culinary school, spent a few years at a family restaurant, and then I switched jobs, and I kind of I wasn't really happy with what I was doing, and I was like, you know what, I want to travel a little bit, I want to see some places and have some fun. I'd I'd been interested in the United States for a long time. It had been a a country that really had piqued my interest, just the the diversity of it, and just the culture and the different sceneries, you know, across the country. So, um, I booked a um, it was a mixture of camping and staying in hotels and mostly 90% camping, maybe 95. Mm-hmm. And um, I flew to New York and I stayed the night at a hotel. And then the next morning, I got into a minibus with 12 people that I'd never met in my life. And we spent six weeks traveling around the United States with a uh, tour guide driving us around. Um, and it was just fantastic. And I uh, I didn't visit Kansas City, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but uh, did visit many other great places. And I distinctly remember I finished it at and I flew back to London and my mom picked me up at Heathrow. And uh, I think the first thing I said to her when I met her at the gate was, I want to move to America. And uh, I think within a couple of days, I was on the Internet Googling how I could get a work visa and how I could come to the United States to work. So uh, I think about five, six months later, I got my paperwork and I, I never looked back. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That puts a smile on my face because that's exactly what I did after graduating school. I packed up my minivan and I drove around in 90% camping, like 10% 
uh, couch surfing, and it was some of the greatest memories of my life. Um, I'm curious, was that the first time you had American barbecue on that trip? Um, you know what? I don't know that I actually had barbecue on that trip. Um, it would have been, uh, no, I don't think I had barbecue. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a few years before I'd, um, actually had barbecue after that trip. Um, but no, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy, crazy mm -hmm. good. What would you say like Q39 brings to the table that like no other? I, I think for me, it's that chef driven creative element that we do. You know, there's a lot of restaurants in Kansas city doing great barbecue, um, but you know, for Q39, we do things a little differently. You know, we've got different elements to our food. You know, we've got things that are very unique on the menu. Um, but we're full service too. You know, we have incredible wait stuff. You know, you come in, you're not going up to a counter and ordering, you know, you're sitting down, relaxing, you've got a server who's going to come over and you know, you can get craft cocktails, you can get a great glass of wine, you can get a local beer. Um, you know, the servers compare those with your dishes that you're ordering off the menu. You know, we we do things a little differently from some of our competitors. And we like to have some fun, too. You know, we do theme dinners. You know, we did a honeybee dinner with uh, BKC a few months back where we incorporated local honey into all the dishes. We did a really fun smoked duck dish. Um, it was our nine-year anniversary for our Midtown location uh, in, in April. And so we did a... Um, we did a, a lamb duo for one of the courses where we did a, a rack of lamb with a little coffee rub, and then we did a homemade lamb sausage. So, you know, we're always having fun playing around and looking at different ways to take barbecue, you know. We're always going to have our competition meets, but, you know, all the rest of the menu, you know, let's have some fun and incorporate different different ideas and different things. And we're always trying to partner with local companies in Kansas City. So we started uh, using Yoli Tortillas, um, you know, fantastic tortillas. Um, you know, we always looking to expand those partnerships. You know, we got a lot of local craft beers, um, you know, great distilleries in Kansas City. You know, I mean, the cocktail scene in Kansas City is just incredible. Mm. So, you know, a lot of new you know, fun things. We're always looking to innovate and, and really kind of lead the charge as far as, you know, being progressive and, and doing fun things mm -hmm. with barbecue. One of my uh, favorite books um, ever is uh, Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. And w my favorite thing is like the insights he gives of the kitchen. And I've mm -hmm. always been curious what a Kansas City pit looks like um, in there with the with you and your your chefs. You know, I, I loved uh, Anthony Bourdain, one of my favorite chefs um, and somebody that I really uh, was inspired by. Um, you know, partly because he loved to travel too, and I always loved watching his uh, his, his travel show. But his his book was very was very interesting, and I think uh, you know it, people had a love hate relationship with it. Um, one of the things I loved about uh, you know Chef Bourdain was he always told it as it was. You know, there was no secrets. He didn't sugarcoat it. He he was straight up, um, and I think you know the industry is is a little rough around the edges sometimes. But um, you know, I think. Um, it's it's come a long way in the last few years, and I think that um, you know there's still some some truths to it. But um, you know we've got a you know one of the things that we have at Q39, and one of the things that really appealed to me as a chef to you know I worked for Hilton, you know one of the biggest you know hotel companies in the world, to come and work for a small family-run restaurant like Q39 was a big jump for me. But one of the things that I really loved about Q39 was just the culture and how much you know people cared about each other and you know taking care of the team and that's something for me as a chef was really important for me um you know i want to really make sure that we're taking care of our people you know we're offering them opportunities that you know they can 
realize their career goals with Q39. So having a really strong culture in the team and making sure that you know we're taking care of people, that's something that's really big for us. And I think that uh, you know it really shines through at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, that that's the love that comes through the food, and um, I, I feel like you certainly feel that when you just just the dining experience is really nice. And um, uh, yeah, I, I am curious because you did kind of come through that hotel kitchen um in the major hotel kitchens is that different from say like an independent restaurant like q39 yeah it it is absolutely i mean you know hotels you know you i mean i was fortunate i worked in some very nice you know high-end hotels um you know you get a swanky office you get a really nice locker room you get a team member cafeteria and you know you get all these nice things um but, you know, one of the things, and, and I worked for a family-run restaurant in, um, in England before I moved to the United States. And one of the things that I always liked about the smaller family-run restaurants is just that you really get to know everybody, you know. And I, I worked in a 1,200-room uh, hotel in Washington, D.C. You know, we have 700 employees, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you maybe know 50 of those people, you know, by name pretty well, you know, maybe 100. Um, but then there's hundreds of other people that, you know, you recognize the face, but you don't really know who they are. And one of the things that I think is great about a small restaurant is you really get to know everybody. You know, the camaraderie that you have with people and the bonds that you build, you know, those really count, mm-hmm. you know, and they they really mean a lot because, let's be honest, you know, working in a kitchen, you know, it's hot, it's fast, it's furious, you know, we're a, we're a very, very busy restaurant. And so, you know, having those bonds with people and, and building those connections, those those are huge, you know, and those are relationships that you'll you'll keep forever and ever. Um, you know, and it's just, you know, it's a great vibe. Mm-hmm. It really is. It sounds so reflective of Kansas City in general, um, just like that small. I always say it's a big town in a small city, and that feels like what you were um, describing is this camaraderie of just being here and just being in that location. Um, you have had experience making food for presidents. I have. I have. I've been uh, I've been very fortunate throughout my career, and I did, never imagined when I moved to the United States that I would uh, be in the position to say that, but... Um, yeah, 2009, uh, was at the Washington Hilton. We did one of Obama's inaugural balls. Um, we also did a White House correspondence dinner, which they host at that hotel every year, um, which is just a, a fantastic event, um, which, you know, it was incredible really to, to do these kind of events where you get to meet, you know, celebrities, you get cooking for presidents and, um, you know, diplomats and, and dignitaries from around the world. And that's just a tremendous honor. Um, one of my favorite events that I did actually was uh, I was chef at the Capitol Hilton, which is uh, another hotel in, in Washington, D.C. It's right up the street from the White House. And the uh, Korean, uh, South Korean president, oh, I believe maybe it's prime minister they have in South Korea, he was visiting on a state visit. They had dinner at the White House and then they wanted to celebrate all the South Korean community wanted to celebrate him. So they had a dinner uh, at the hotel and um, he came to the to the dinner. It was maybe like six, seven hundred people, I think. And they wanted to have a Korean menu i remember looking at my chefs around the kitchen i'm like my god you know how the hell am i going to come up with a korean menu (laughs) you know and i think that's one of the things that's always served me well in my career is thinking on your feet um being able to call people and i remember calling everybody i know being like hey do you know anybody who can help me out with this um and you know just having fun with those kind of things and and executing at a very high level i mean obviously the pressure when you do those kinds of things i mean i was it was my very first executive chef job at at a hotel and here I am cooking for the Korean president. And you're thinking to myself, my God, you know, I can't mess this up. You know, I'm, I'm not going to have a job next week if mm-hmm. I screw this one up. Um, but, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And I've always enjoyed um, 
you know, I think as a chef, you're always learning. And I tell everybody, if I don't learn something, you know, I'm getting bored. Like, I got to be learning every week. And, you know, as a chef, you're constantly learning new things. And that was one of the things that I've always loved about this industry is, you know, just constantly having that ability to just learn something new. Um, so, you know, I took a quick crash course in, in Korean food and, and, and managed to do that. But, um, you know, yeah, some great opportunities. And I always feel blessed to, to have cooked for, um, you know, for some famous people and, and, and been a part of that. So, um, you know, and now, you know, you get to continue that and, and do fun stuff. So, yeah, I mean, the pressure that your job is, it's I couldn't imagine it. I've only been an uh, admirer from far through reading and um, watching TV shows. Uh, but I feel like it says enough that you are here as a, a Brit in the middle of the United States of America in the barbecue capital of the world. As the executive chef for one of the more pristine uh, barbecue joints here in Kansas City at Q39, and um, I'm curious, what would you recommend people to order? You know, I I, I think we have you know we have so many fantastic things. I tell everybody, I think our brisket is just fantastic. Our burn ends for me is just incredible. I think mm-hmm. we have the best burn ends. Um, our ribs, I think, are fantastic. Um, you know. Outside of our barbecue meats, I think our pork belly for me, and I'm a huge fan of pork belly. Uh-huh. I think our pork belly is dynamite. Um, I tell everybody you got to try our pork belly when uh-huh. they come in. Um, but you know, I missed our Mr. Burn sandwich. Uh, Mr. Burn sandwich is incredible. It has burnt ends on it. It has a chipotle barbecue sauce. Uh, it has pepper jack cheese. We sell in each of our restaurants. We sell almost three thousand of these every month. Mm. I mean, it's an incredible seller. Um, and our carrot cake on dessert is, is just incredible. We warm the carrot cakes through slightly and we serve it with a little dolce de leche and some strawberries and oh my God. toasted nuts. It is, it is incredible. So, you know, there's, that's the great thing about Keith is we got so many things, you know, you want to come in and you want to have a salad. We have a great salmon salad on the menu, you know, mm. a really fresh grilled piece of salmon. We cook it right over a live oak fire, serve it on a salad with some strawberries and pickled red onions. I mean, it's, it's, it's delicious. Is it, are you always cooking with oak? Uh, so we use hickory in our in our pits. Uh, we smoke all of our meats with hickory, and then we have a a grill, a wood fired grill on the line that we finish all of our meats on, and we use oak on that. And the thing about oak is, you know, you get a really nice punch of you know smoke flavor right at the end. So uh, we finish our ribs, our chicken, our sausage right on the oak fired grill, and then our hamburgers, um, all of our. Um, meats we're finishing right on the grill so it gives it a really great finish to it Mm -hmm. that's uh, kind of fascinating i didn't realize that uh the different wood is creating different tastes have you cooked like have you experimented with that or have you always stayed steady so yeah i mean we've we've played around a little bit i mean typically you know hickory has a strong flavor to it so you know we're using uh large smokers so they can take a stronger wood and it without giving it too much of a smoky flavor because you don't want to have too much smoke Mm -hmm. Uh, you know you want to have a good balance between your rub your meat your smokiness and then your sauce too and they should all kind of marry together Um, i like to use apple wood a lot when i'm at home it's got a nice sweeter flavor to it Um, and typically on the competition circuit you know we'll play around we'll do a little hickory maybe to start off with and then we'll finish with apple wood Mm. um but then we've got, you know, we can get into the cherries. You can play around. Some people like cherry or pecan as well. Um, I actually used some apricot wood for the first time uh, last month. So, you know, it's always fun to see, you know, as a chef to experiment and see how does that flavor, how does that flavor change. Um, but for us, we use exclusively hickory. I think, you know, in, in the restaurant, we like to be consistent. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that has made Q39 successful is that is that consistency. So, um, but, you know, it's always fun to have you know, one-offs and kind of play around with some different flavors. Yeah. Do you prefer sauce or dry rub? 
I prefer sauce, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about Kansas City barbecue. And I was talking to somebody from England the other day, and they said, "What makes Kansas City barbecue so special?" And I said, "For me, it's the sauce, you know. And I think that it's that blend of dry rub sauce and meat, you know. And you go to maybe Texas, where you know you're just going to take a brisket, do salt and pepper, and you know they want to taste that great brisket. But I think you know." In Kansas City barbecue, we've got that balance. You know, you you can still taste the meat, you can taste the dry rub, and you can taste the sauce, and they all go so great together. And like, who doesn't love a good sauce? Mm-hmm. And I think you know we have some great sauces. You know, we got a classic sauce that goes great with our brisket. We actually blend that in house with fresh chipotle peppers, cilantro, and apple cider vinegar to make our chipotle barbecue sauce. We put that on our chicken. And then we have our zesty sauce, which is kind of a, a vinegar-based sauce, kind of a play on like a Carolina style that goes with our pulled pork. And then we have our honey that goes on our ribs. And you can also use that at home, put it on chicken too. So you got a great sauce for everybody. Jeez, I just ate, and that just made me so hungry just hearing you talk <laughs> about it. Um, well, what should we know about you? What, what do you want people to – what do you got going on? What haven't I got going? I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm constantly, uh, constantly busy. But uh, no, you know, I mean, we we we, uh, we love we love barbecue. We love Kansas City. Um, you know, I I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you the story about how I first came to Kansas City. Yes, please. Um, so I got to share that one with you. So, mm-hmm. um, 2020, um, I'm furloughed from my hotel that I'm working at. I'm sitting on my couch in my basement pretty much 24 mm-hmm. seven. Um, and, and my wife's ready like, you know, getting upset. Come on, you got to get out. You got to do something. So she's like, let's take a road trip to visit my two sisters that live in Kansas city. And I'm just kind of, well, I've never been to Kansas city. I don't really know too much about Kansas city. So I was like, all right, I'll drag myself off the couch. We'll go for 10 days to go to Kansas city. And, um, we stay with our sisters and I was very surprised. I mean, I knew nothing about Kansas city before I came here. Um, you know, I saw the Wizard of Oz when I was a kid, and I, I thought that was what Kansas was. Like. <laughs> um, so I was very surprised when I got here, very pleasantly surprised. And um, it, it was it was peak COVID. I mean, restaurants had kind of just opened back up, but um, you know, I said, okay, well, I really want to try Kansas City barbecue when I'm here. So I said, you know, let's just take me to the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City, and you know, and, and then I'll be happy. So they took me to Q39. And I had, uh, I believe I had a brisket plate and I tried the pork belly and I just, I loved it. I was like, wow, oh my God, this is just incredible. And so three or four days later, we, we drove back to Washington, D.C. And um, I was followed for about another month and I got a call to go and open a hotel for Hilton down in Miami. So we packed up, sold our house and moved down to Miami. And I was down there for a, uh, about 14 months. And I got a call one day from a recruiter who said, hey, I'm recruiting for a uh, restaurant in Kansas City called Q39. Are you interested? Oh, wow. Said, oh, my God. <laughs> what are the odds? This was uh, so weird. I, I looked at my wife. I was like, wow, this is very strange. Um, so I said, yeah, you know, let's um, – I'll, I'll fly out there and meet them, and, you know, we can talk about it and, and see what's going on. And like I said, I, I got out here, and I was just, um, you know, blown away by the, by the team and the culture, and I just immediately knew that, um, you know, I spent – five minutes in the kitchen with everybody and I was like oh my gosh I, I really want this job um and so you know it, it was uh, it was incredible it was very serendipitous how it how it came about so um yeah it's been it's been a heck of a ride and that's was, amazing uh, you're meant to be here that's incredible I'm really quick because there's something you said in there I'm curious what that what the industry was like during 2020 during COVID and it was a hard reset for a lot of us um you know dining in restaurants would put was placed on pause for like a long time and so now we're kind of seeing it 
really jump back into it and uh, people are going out to dinner again and what have you noticed like the change in uh you know the change after such a you know world-altering event yeah i mean it, it was pretty scary for a long time i mean i remember when i was sitting in my basement at home thinking oh my mm -hmm. god like what, what what am i gonna do you know am i gonna have to go find another career you know what what are restaurants and hotels gonna look like um and it, it was pretty scary for a lot of people and you know a lot of people did leave the industry and they and they did go find other things to do um but you know one thing we know about tough times is they make you stronger and they make you better at what you do and i think that was one of the things and one of the reasons why q39s continue to be successful is being able to pivot out of um you know out of the pandemic and change your business and evolve and i think you know carry out was something that we saw a huge boom in um, and, you know, and that business has stayed pretty strong. And, you know, we learned very quickly how to adapt our business model to successfully um, serve more, more carryout. And it's something that, you know, we continue to drive and we continue to look at how can we, you know, continue to expand that side of the business. Um, and you just become better operators, you know, and I think that's something that, you know, you really appreciate is, um, you know, how to run your business efficiently, how to, um, you know, how to be effective and, and continue to be good business people. But, also the people side of it too and i think a lot of people um a lot of people really suffered in in 2020 and, and early 21 and i think that it really showed you that human side of making sure you take care of your people and i think that's something that the industry really learned a lot out of is hey you know we really got to take care of our people because you know we need them to be there and we need them the most and you know we want to make sure that um you know they, they know how much we appreciate them and you know it's a team game. I tell everybody, you know, we, we win as a team and we lose as a team. And, you know, everybody in, in the kitchen and the front of the house is, is vitally important to the operation as, as anybody else. So, um, you know, I think that there's some big takeaways for us. And, uh, you know, I think the, the successful restaurants have been the ones that have really continued to evolve and, and continue to change their business. Wow, that was a beautiful answer. And, um, man, that kind of fires me up. I wish I was, <laughs> I, I want to be a part of your team now. But, uh, um yeah, we're, I feel uh, I'm thankful. I'm I feel like Kansas City's thankful for you to be here, and I'm thankful for like this conversation. And um, really quick, Philip Thompson, who is who has the best barbecue in Kansas City? Q39, baby. There it is. You heard it first. I guess there's only one way to settle this debate, and it's go eat. All right. Thanks for so much for being on. Thank you.